0: And we're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassman coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Of course, along with the great shows that we do, including the Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, and of course, the Domination Sports Nation. Please check out all those great shows today. Please like and subscribe to go ahead and get the latest notifications when we go live on the air with the latest Inside Sports Fantasy Football. again. Go ahead and check us out, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. If you have any questions for us at all, go ahead and let us know. ISFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com or Inside InsideSportsFF on Twitter. Plus, also as well, you can check us out each and every time on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel on Facebook or YouTube. Please like and follow us on Pop Culture Cosmos to get the latest notifications on what's going on in the world of pop culture. And, of course... Every video that we do, whether it's Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, the PCC Multiverse, Pop Culture Cosmos, or the State of Pro Wrestling, you can see it all right here on the Pop Culture Cosmos on YouTube. Well, great to have you here. Looking forward to a great NFL Week 12 coming up. And it's also that time of the year. It is Thanksgiving time, turkey time. So one of our questions on today's show is, who's the biggest turkey? so far this season the nfl plus also who is the mvp right now as well so we got the good and the bad coming up for you this thanksgiving weekend plus also our week 12 picks and woof, woof woof we're gonna head down to the doghouse as well but first up it is the mvp right now so far our thoughts on it there's a lot of great playing by a lot of great individuals out there it's a lot of Teams and players have been playing very well, but who is the best among the best so far? There's several still weeks ago as far as maybe a official MVP that stands out among the packs, but you know who is the MVP so far this season in our eyes? Good man is here to go ahead and share his thoughts on that. It is Chris Sardieri of the Domination Sports Nation. Chris, great to have you back. Glad that you're on the mend. Everything going a little bit better for you, my friend. So with all that said and done, first up, happy Thanksgiving to you and the family coming up. But with all that said, my friend, we give thanks for the NFL each and every time out. But who is right now the front runner in your mind for the MVP?
1: Gerald, thanks. Great to be back, as always, for the kind words. Happy Thanksgiving to your family and all our loyal listeners out here. So much like the regular NFL, I'll call it, this season, doesn't seem to be a clear-cut MVP in fantasy. I mean, a few names that come to mind, a running back would have to be Christian McCaffrey, wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Uh, I went through my three Yahoo leagues today and sorted by most total points so far season to date. And when I saw one result, I thought it had to be an outlier. And lo and behold, on the other two, can you tell me who the points leader is right now in fantasy? And we'll just say a half PPR league.
0: I'm going to guess it's either Tyreek Hill or Christian McCaffrey, if that's the case. If not, it's going to be maybe a quarterback. I'm going to say maybe Jalen Hurts or... Uh But that, you're that, close.
1: That, so you're close. Hurts. Uh, Hurts is two. McCaffrey's three. Tyreek Hill is four. The number one player is indeed a quarterback, and it's Josh Allen. And it does not feel like he's the top fantasy player. This no, year, does it, it does
0: not. Uh, you know, and I have him on my team, but I just this is not just the same thing as the last couple of seasons. I do not feel like you said that he is standing out, especially because Buffalo has you know just basically fallen off a cliff in these past few weeks. They fired one of the coordinators and. And absolutely, it's just, it's not looked good right now, my friend. But yeah, for me, you know, well, that's what you said. Who is the standout? You know, if if you guess there is, since there is no standout for you, who do you, would you make MVP? Who would you you claim is the guy that's probably leading you the way for you right now as far as the standout in the league?
1: Yeah, I mean, considering Allen's basically been feast or famine. And while I have hurts and he's done really well this year, but I think he's a little bit behind last year's pace. I mean, the guy that stands out to me on the eyeball test has to be Tyree kill. He's just so consistent week after week team scheme to stop him, and they just can't do it. The guy's just too fast and catches everything. So I, I think for me in a year where it's just kind of odd, even, even just in the NFL as a whole, I, I think, When you've got a wide receiver scoring that many points and he's up there with two top-tier quarterbacks and the best running back in football, he'd get my vote.
0: Yeah, I'd probably go correct with you on that. Tyreek Hill would be my answer. Christian McCaffrey wouldn't be too far behind. The fact he's actually stayed upright and on the field is probably a miracle in and of itself for the entire season or pretty much the entire season so far. So I'd probably say he's close seconds right now. So I'd probably go Hill-McCaffrey 1-2 right now as well.
1: Yeah, and it's just really mind-boggling that I think all the years we've been doing the show, Gerald, there's not really any point in the season where we said, like, ah, could it be this guy or that guy? Like, usually there are two super standouts, and we're debating, you know, is it Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes or whatever the case may be in previous years.
0: But that being said, my friend, there's still a lot of good candidates. And, again, we don't have uh, an official – guy that would be the standout MVP yet there's still several weeks left in the NFL season but there's a lot of disappointments I can tell you right now from looking at it there's a lot of disappointments and since it's that time of the year since Thanksgiving is around the corner as we record this and since it's Thanksgiving for the time that people are listening to the show who is your oven roasted turkey so far
1: this season yeah, for me, and this is purely selfish reasons, we took him with the number one pick, and I get it, he was hurt. But uh, for me, it's Justin Jefferson. Guy just has not produced like what everyone thought was a consensus number one pick this year. You know, hindsight being twenty twenty, probably should have gone with McCaffrey at one. Um, I know there'll be other owners out there that'll say like uh, running back wise. B. John Robinson and Tony Tony Pollard who are really high picks in the first round this year have also disappointed. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, you you'd think you could say Josh Allen, but the numbers say otherwise, but it sure feels that way to a lesser extent. I, I know he's still playing well on the field, even though he had a kind of a rough night this past Monday, but Patrick Mahomes fantasy production is down year over year.
0: Yeah. I'd probably say he is, uh, even though the team itself is doing rather well, his, his numbers, have drifted off and he's no longer in the upper echelon or the definitive number one in the league in fantasy football right now. He actually, if you look at it, he is 10th in quarterbacks as far as fantasy football right now. That's amazing to even say that because of of what he's done in the recent past Uh, for me, you know, if it isn't Patrick Mahomes, I don't want, I just Jefferson. I did pick him too. I did draft him, but I'm just, he, uh, much of that is injury. So, I, and also the fact that the quarterback, you know, at that point in time, well, actually he did have a good quarterback at that point in time. It's just that he unfortunately yeah. uh met his demise as well. Kirk cousins, as far as with that Achilles injury, I'd probably say Joe Burrow is my turkey at this point in time because not only is he having injury issues, but you know, even up until then it was, he was very inconsistent and underperforming quite a bit for the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Yeah. And let's face it. He was, he was hurt coming straight out of training camp. I mean, he got hurt in July, I believe it was, and really didn't come out of the gate fast. So yeah, I can't argue with that either.
0: So with that said, my
1: friend, it
0: is, Inside sports, fantasy football, we do have a lot of turkeys to throw around, if that would be the case, because there's been a lot of disappointing individuals out there that have not performed. Geno Smith, I know a lot of people were banking on him, but he just doesn't have the track record outside of that one great season, so I don't want to really put too much on him there as well. I know the situation in New York, as far as the Jets are concerned, a lot of people had a lot of high hopes. I think that was pretty much a dud after what Aaron, we experienced with Aaron Rodgers on what on the fourth play of the game. So. I know that's been a probably a, a, a disappointing season for a lot of Aaron Rodgers fans out there. Yeah. There's just a lot of uh disappointing play. And then anybody relating to the Raiders seemingly has been underwhelming or not being able to perform at all. That's been a mess in and of itself. And that itself gets a big fat Turkey for me as well.
1: Yeah, definitely Jacobs and Adams have to be at the top of the Turkey rankings. This year. Oh, that's yeah. That's a, you know, um, looking back that's a team with just i guess dayball and shane really hyped up a lot of the offseason acquisitions and thought last year wasn't a fluke but in essence it was and uh they they raised the bar far too high than it should have been this is a, a team that completely outperformed last year and just really should have been a team on the rebuild it was almost fluky given the easy schedule and a couple upsets that they got into the playoffs but uh yeah with Daniel Jones and news coming out today, he surgery, being out for the next eight to ten months. I think that bar has been completely lowered, even looking forward to next season. Although they they can beat up the Washington Commanders, that much we know.
0: Once again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It is Chris Sardieri from the Domination Sports Nation, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much again for watching, listening, truly appreciated. Week twelve in the NFL brings some interesting matchups, my friends. So with that being said. What games really stand out for fantasy football, especially with the three turkey games as well this weekend?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I like that 49er Seahawks game, not only as a football fan, but from fantasy. You've got players on both sides of the ball. That is the first of two matchups they've got. Basically, it's going to be a battle for NFC West Supremacy. But I think if Geno Smith does play, I mean, that definitely helps the Seahawks offense. Uh, we've got Kenneth Walker in one league, luckily. And handcuffed him with Zach Charbonnet, so I'm interested to see how he performs. And let's face it, with Debo Samuel and Trent Williams back, this 49er offense looks like the uh, the offense Brock Purdy has led, you know, starting towards the second half of last year and the beginning of this year, they seem to be humming along. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of points Thursday night after you're trying to stay awake from your trypto fan nap. And then, also,
0: as well, you want to go ahead and uh, take a look at the Eagles and Bills, I think that's going to be a good matchup. Josh Allen's been all over the place, like you said, but this could be a week where he could get things going, and he needs to in order for the team to get right, but also against a good team that's coming off uh, the tough game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe they can catch the Chiefs napping a little bit as they head to Buffalo.
1: Yeah, it could be. uh, You know, The Eagles might be due for a little bit of a left down after that intense game Monday night. And, And let's face it, too. I feel like the Chiefs lost that game more than the Eagles won it. Too many drop passes, turnovers in the red zone. The Chiefs are able to move the ball with uh, not as talented as an offense as we're accustomed to. So if uh, Josh Allen's righted the ship on that side of the ball for the Bills, who knows, they may be able to move the ball on this Eagles defense. We'll be right back with more fantasy football.
0: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse give me uh, all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cool. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC
1: Multiverse.
0: Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break Podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It is Chris Sardieri, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this listening. It's truly appreciated. Wishing you and your family a Truly tremendous Thanksgiving Day weekend, and also a very safe Black Friday as well. Happy shopping to you. But before we head on out, my friend, going to go ahead and head on down, get off the lawn, go ahead, go down the walkway to the front of the house. But we look over, see the dog is tapped a little bit too much cranberry, a little bit too much <laughs> the stuffing, had a little bit too much of the turkey. Got fed underneath the table a little bit too much. So woof, 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 we head on over to the doghouse.
1: Well, Gerald, uh, the your friends there, your neighbors in Vegas, never cease to amaze. The Lions just, some of them make me scratch my head. Uh, one of them involves my aforementioned beloved Giants. They are at home against the New England Patriots. They are getting three and a half points from a Patriots team coming off by in a hot mess in Germany when Mac Jones got benched before the last series of the game. Uh, I know Tommy DeVito is now uh, the king of New Jersey, living at home with his parents, um, and winning a game down in Washington that no one think thought they would win. This game's got a lot on the line, believe it or not, for draft supremacy. Uh, whoever loses this game might be in the driver's seat with the Bears to be on the lookout to draft a quarterback, whether it be Caleb Williams or Drake May. You know me, Gerald. I love home dogs. I love that half a point. I don't love my extra half a point. I don't love my Giants this year, but I just feel like with the Patriots in disarray and the Giants seeming to have some sort of cohesion with DeVito there after that debacle in Dallas two weeks ago, I think they can at least keep it close. Neither of these teams are going to put up points, could come down to the field goal. You've got that extra point cushion. Dare I say, take the Giants plus three and a half on Sunday in the Meadowlands. We'll see if I regret this.
0: Dare you say it, my friend. It's been a mess so far this season. Let's see if they can pick things up right there. I will also go ahead and talk about a home underdog. And I am thinking of the Bills. The Bills are now or never teamed. It starts now for them as far as heading back into the right direction. After, like I said, the 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 assistant coach got let go, as far as the offensive coordinator got let go. And uh, a lot of that Josh Allen is blaming on himself. So maybe, you know, now's the time. It isn't going to be against a tough Eagles team, but they are coming off against that tough game against the Kansas City Chiefs. I have a feeling the Kansas City Chiefs might have a case of the look, you know, look at looking past their opponent type deal. And uh, this is a chance where I think the Bills can take advantage of it and absolutely go ahead and get at least cover. The three points that they're they're underdog by today i think they will actually go ahead and win the game outright and i'm calling it right now i think the bills an upset on sunday
1: yeah i like that pick too gerald you know i was talking about this with a friend everyone seems to write the bills off they seem to think the broncos and the texans are breathing down their necks but i know the bills have a difficult schedule but they can put things together here i mean you need 10 wins to get in to be safe in the afc in my opinion and they go on a little bit of a run here and start it by beating the Eagles. I think they can get some momentum heading into December.
0: Once again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Go ahead and make sure you check us out each and every time out here. But also, as well, if you have any questions on waiver wires, trades, or lineup changes at all, let us know. ISFantasyFootball at Yahoo.com or Inside Sports FF on Twitter. Chris, I know you've got a great show with the Domination Sports Nation. Any last thoughts on what's going on there before we head on out?
1: Yeah, I'm you, besides the usual NFL topics, which will always be hot and heavy on our show. Uh, start to talk a little MLB free agency. Hot stove league will be heating up. You know who the suitors will be for Shohei Otani? Can the Angels keep him? He came out this week and basically said he doesn't want teams leaking that they had a visit or details of the visit. He will exclude them from his potential suitors so that was interesting and then gerald and your neck of the woods um dom and i never really watched f1 just living here on the west coast it's on early Would mean to watch the netflix show but we stayed up saturday night to watch it just awesome to see the way they they weave that track around the strip now i know for you and the locals there had to be a bit of a nightmare there traffic wise for the past few weeks but uh visually to see a night race and and just watch the sport for the first time closely really enjoyed it um dom and i ended up recording it just so we could catch the end and uh i, I just thought it was really cool so for once we're going to talk a little motorsports as well and uh sounds like uh, everyone was pretty positive about the whole experience what, what's the mood there
0: uh actually a little bit different uh the locals hated ha- having it here i know the businesses <laughs> were trying to trash it as much as they, they could saying yeah. oh they didn't make as much money as they did whatnot. Uh, and absolutely, it was very inconvenient for a lot of us that live around here as far as trying to traverse. I know that the day after, I tried to just navigate a half mile, or a little bit more than a mile, I'm sorry, in and around the Las Vegas Boulevard area, and it took me over an hour to do so because they were still trying to go ahead and navigate through. And this was day after F1. Yeah. So uh, you can imagine what it was like before F1 in the days leading up to it. I know the disaster on the practice day, on day one, which has led to a class action lawsuit, all that aside, And the prices had to all come down because they didn't have enough, you know, they were a price gouging on this as a first-time event and all that. Yeah. All that aside, again, even the complaints by us locals as well, the presentation of this F1 race was the best I've ever seen. It's the best F1 race I've ever watched. And I've been watching races in F1 going back to live in Long Beach when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. With Mario Andretti. And yeah. So I can tell you right now firsthand, it is the best presentation of a Formula One race ever, anywhere on any coast at all, Uh, once that race got started. Yes, Verstappen won again, but it was more competitive usually Formula One races are the most boring on the planet because somebody will lead, they'll just take off and they'll win by 13 or 15 or 20 seconds and they'll just be like, ho-hum. Yeah. So American racing is usually much more competitive and I like that, but this was a competitive race. Now, mind you, they had to push Verstappen back on a penalty in order to get him to, you know, have to weave back through the pack, but it was exciting for second place, uh, you know, right coming right down the wire. And again, presentation-wise, on that track to go through the strip by the sphere and some of the most colorful slides on the strip at night was truly immaculate, especially if you have high def TV, the colors were popping. And it was just absolutely bar none, the best formula one race I've ever seen. Does it make up for all the hassle that we've had to put through as locals? I don't know. Uh, Most people will tell you no, but once they finally got to the race, after all the issues and all the kinks that they had to work out, as a, as the a initial formula 1 race event here in Las Vegas uh yeah they finally got it right during the race itself and they deserve kudos for that
1: yeah i mean that's great to hear as a novice i had the same reaction like this is just cool it looks cool it's it feels like an event it feels like vegas so
0: yeah they com- weren't allowing you to it. see it though i mean unless you paid yeah. thousands of dollars they were trying to uh, price gouge people sitting in restaurants or hotels above to try you know that were getting extra looks bystanders or in places where they couldn't uh, put a grandstand or a ticket. They were trying to block and and put screens up or put bright lights to, to deter your vision. Uh, I thought that was pretty low class. So yeah, just basically overall though, outside of that, the presentation of the on television was second to none on that. Uh, Cool bro. Giving you a shout out right there. Truly appreciate it. But once again, it is inside sports, fantasy football, Chris, any last thoughts before we head on out? Happy Thanksgiving once again to everyone out there and happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, Chris, as well.
1: Likewise, back at you, your family, and and all our loyal listeners. Uh for me, look, the waiver wire is super thin out there. Each week it's getting harder and harder. So hopefully you've stashed some some decent talent on your bench. Um, we had Daryl Henderson in two leagues score a touchdown for us playing for the Rams, and then come to find out money's Monday's been released. So it's it's never a dull moment with free agency injuries you name it but as we head here down into the home stretch uh, I think you need to start looking at your bench and start looking at matchups, and that, that may even include your quarterback like we had one league Jalen Hurts is a starter CJ Stroud is the backup this may sound like heresy here now on November 22nd but down the stretch in November if the Eagles have the one locked up or Hurts is banged up and they're playing an inferior opponent like the Giants and they bench him. Well, Stroud's a no-brainer starter. It's not too early to start thinking about these things. Start looking at matchups. If you need a backup quarterback, we got Brock Purdy and you know we're hoping to get Brock Purdy in one league. Um, we managed to, you know, filter through and pick up Russell Wilson a couple weeks before he started out some decent games. Back in September, if I had said this on this show, you would have said I'm nuts. So these are start things you need to start thinking about. All right, I'm going to pick up a guy He may not be a starter. Look at Tank Dell, for instance, right? No one thought about him in the beginning of the season. Now he's a starter for us. So think about guys you can stash on the bench and potentially play in December if you're lucky enough to make it to the playoffs. Heck, if it comes to like week 14 and you're trying to make a push for the playoffs, these are the guys who can help you win games and get into the playoffs and hopefully a championship.
0: Uh, Coolbro says, I think Jared Goff is uh, going to do well tomorrow. Th- Thanksgiving, Detroit always does well on Thanksgiving, and they've had a really good high-octane offense. Uh, they obviously have a couple of great running backs there. Jared Goff has some um, Almond Ross St. Brown. It's just been awesome as well. So, yeah, definitely like uh, Jared Goff and the Lions to go ahead and score well tomorrow. Uh, or Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving, yeah. as you hear this. So.
1: And and in his time in Detroit, he likes playing against that Packer defense. I remember the last game last year, and he came back to beat Rodgers and what essentially became their playoff game. So uh, I would agree. It's a lot easy with the home cooking on, on the short week. So I think that bodes well for Goff.
0: Once again, it is Gerald Glassford and Chris Lardieri from Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Again, if you have any questions for us, IS Fantasy Football at Yahoo.com or Inside Sports FF on Twitter. Please catch the latest Pop Culture Cosmos, Lakers Fast Break, and, of course, Domination Sports Nation shows, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next week. Go ahead, after the aftermath, we'll still have some turkey hangover, but we'll still be all good with some great NFL action and fantasy football news and notes for you coming up next week right here on Inside Sports Fantasy Football.